0: Will Mr. Sands please go to the ticket office? Will Mr. Sands please go to the ticket office?
1: Will Mr. Sands please go to the ticket office? Something wrong here. Because that thing's flashing. Hey.
2: Now it's recording. (laughs) Hello.
1: Hello. Uh,
2: Welcome, everyone. Welcome, listeners. All the listeners.
1: <laughs> all the all the millions of listeners that we might one day get. Uh This is Shift Run Stop. It's um, a fun podcast about games and cultural stuff and comedy and interviews and us showing off the people that we know.
2: There's definitely some of that. Uh, <laughs> stuff we like. Stuff that you like.
1: Stuff we think you should like.
2: Stuff we've eaten.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and, and coming up in the first episode, we have... um an interview with Adam Tandy, the producer of The Thick of It and In The Loop, which is very exciting for us. We've got
2: uh, the internet's Dave Green and his selection of seasonal
1: treats. We've been playing the Easy Entertainment Zone, which is a, um, a rubbish console <laughs> that retails about £70, I think, that Rue bought for a mere 20 and uh, and explaining why even that was about £19, 99 too much. Adam Tandy has just walked in. Oh, Adam. Hello. Hello. hi, hello. Hi. hello. Hi. Very exciting. Um, oh, do you want to take that, a seat? Move that chair. No, Adam yeah, um, Adam's <laughs> chosen to sit on the, the three other chairs. He's gone for the pink cube. The smallest and most pinkest. Oh, that's
0: really the most uncomfortable thing in the room. Very <laughs> yeah, good.
1: Very So, what have you been up to today? Have you been
0: uh, today, I've been talking things. to people about rude words and how many I should use. Is it true oh, right. that
1: you have um you have a swearing consultant that you have to send all your swears to, to No we promoted him.
0: <laughs> no, no we pro- we promoted him now. He's now a full writer. Oh, Ian, right. Ian Martin is now a proper writer on the thing. Ian
1: of it. Martin. So
2: we no
0: we no longer have a, a swearing consultant. <laughs> so
2: he just writes the swearing?
0: No, no, he just writes bits of the bits of the script, most of which happens to have some swearing Plenty in it. Swearing. But I don't want to make a big thing about the swearing because the <laughs> yeah.
1: To be honest, I don't really notice it like you see, you hear the odd funny one but and a lot of the time you kind of it just it becomes so much a part of it that you don't I don't even maybe it's just because I swear quite a lot in my yeah. <laughs> in my daily life yeah. but it's it's funny when, it,
2: when when the swearing happens but it's the yeah.
0: mo- but it's the modern thing isn't it i mean i think once you get used to it you just realize that that is actually how people mm. speak in certain yeah. walks of life and yeah. we understand that the world of politics is a bit like that mm. Mm. behind
2: the scenes at number 10 that's what it sounds like. And there's going to be some anger, there's going to have to be some people being <laughs> kept in check. Some rude words. Malcolm Tucker's not going to get through a day without letting a couple go, is he? No,
0: no I wouldn't have thought so. Under yeah. no. moments of extreme stress, and fully <laughs> justified contextually. thats a word I've learned today. <laughs> Contextual <laughs> swearing. Yeah, oh yes, it has yeah. to be in context.
2: <laughs> When's the third series going to be upon us? It must be quite close now. Well,
0: it depends how you count series. I mean, I, we're all saying this is the second series after the specials and the first batch that we did in 2005. okay. So it's really only the second series. We've only made eight episodes. Yeah, okay. mm. So so anyway, the new series of The Thick of It starts on Saturday on oh. BBC Two at, at ten past ten. We're going to have to get this out before Saturday now so that makes sense. Well,
2: Otherwise it's gonna ha- you're going to have to say the... it again historically.
0: Well, if you can't get it out for Saturday and you're listening to it after Saturday the 24th of mm. February, I tell you that that's when it was. <laughs> and, if, and if it's actually before Thursday, I can tell you that there is a chance to see it on BBC Four on the Thursday. Um, and, of course, it's on BBC iPlayer and BBC HD.
2: So what can you tell us about the, the new series? Is, Is there anything reveal. that you can reveal? We have... Secret um, previews. We, 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 start,
0: we, start the, uh, we start the new series with a reshuffle Mm. Uh, and uh, everyone's hunting around for a new minister, a new secretary of state for social affairs and citizenship, <laughs> and it proves to be a quite a hard job to fill, even if it does have the poison carrot of a of a cabinet seat attached to it. Mm. So eventually, they find somebody, and that's Nicola Murray, MP, who's catapulted from the backbenches <laughs> into the cabinet with a job at DOSAC and she's that most dangerous of things a politician with ideas as opposed to the previous occupant of the of the office well i think you, you know you, if you if you're in as in a if you're in if you're in administration with a, a government who hasn't got any money
1: hmm.
0: then a politician with ideas is the most dangerous thing you can have <laughs> certainly that's what uh, one of our advisors told us that was the thing that made their heart sink more than anything else was somebody coming in <laughs> with ideas
2: <laughs> did you do you work um, closely with, with a number of advisors like people yeah, yes. on the inside at Westminster yes mm. people who who know
0: and have worked in Westminster mm. people who've worked with both the parties one of our writers used to work for um, uh, one of our writers what are you doing there sorry <laughs> <Just> sorry <laughs> I'm just well, got, we, look, we had just had a very bad my, 20 minutes yeah. oh, I see, you're recording and it wasn't recording I see, you're making my pink cube creep <laughs> <laughs> i was just wondering whether your microphone is picking that up maybe that's fine <laughs> um, yes one of, our, one of our writers Jesse Armstrong used to work uh, as a researcher for the Liberal Democrats oh, wow. so he's got a bit of an in there mm-hmm. so um, we, we sort of covered all the political parties one way or another
2: so we've got a, a kind of a list of their individual foibles because people always said that about yes minister and yes prime minister is that the research was so good that it really freaked the people out who were working in those, in those jobs
0: Yes. Well I yeah, but I think the thick of it isn't I mean it is researched mm. and, and we you know, we we're careful to make it accurate, but I don't think we specifically root around for intelligence on uh on, mm. on, on, on the government to, to make it look like they've you know we, we don't find out their yeah. secrets. No, what sure. we tend to do is think up the worst, most embarrassing thing we can do and then discover they've beaten us to it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um is do you I mean you presumably record the whole series in one go and then rather than like in any attempt to keep it topical uh, or no no, no anything, or do au you? oh I mean, sorry au
0: contraire <laughs> um we uh, we we recorded five episodes mm. uh and then because we wanted to keep that bit of topicality and also because we had other things going on and because we wanted time to write them properly we stopped and we've only just finished shooting the last three oh, episodes right. oh wow we okay. only finished them about three or four weeks ago wow. Um, and uh, we're so we're still editing the last uh, oh, three four episodes and
2: uh, tell us about the difference between the the TV series and, and the work on the film because that must well, be a very different world it,
0: yes well In the Loop was made to be projected onto a very big screen <laughs> and the thick of it is designed <laughs> to
2: be made for the television
1: that's the difference for
0: that's an an idiot a, and that's a difference know, the difference between film
2: and television <laughs> does that affect anything other than the cameras like do you have to have a much bigger crew do you have to have you know oodles we of up, coming up we ended up well I had yes I had a co-producer
0: Kevin Loder who's uh, who, I couldn't have produced the film without somebody who actually knew how films were produced and could talk to all the various money people um, and do all the legal stuff and there's horrendous amounts of that uh, and uh, we, we did have to have a slightly larger crew <laughs> too, and we were also working in America so we had to work with Americans and they have an even larger crew mm-hmm. uh, um, you know uh, even non-union it's, it's still larger than we would work with yeah. so you, you had to get used to all of that and you had to get them used to working in the way we like to work which mm-hmm. is not standard even by television (laughs) terms so the feature film people were going oh well you're making a feature film now said no yeah but
2: we don't make you make television
0: like this normally
2: (laughs) brilliant and how what what sort of things are you talking about there like what is it that you do that's that's a bit different
0: well we have we have two cameras for a start Mm -hmm. and we don't do any camera rehearsals Mm -hmm. so the actors aren't given marks and there's no kind of pretense of trying to do a master shot and two Mm -hmm. shots and close-ups we do it all at once and Mm -hmm. we shoot it like a documentary And the actors are allowed to go wherever they want to go. So mm. immediately, our poor director of photography, Jamie Kenney, has the problem of making sure that every part of the set is lit yeah. without making it look yeah. flat. Yeah. And um, uh, and of course, the writers and actors are all kind of working right up to the last minute. We don't give the actors the words until quite close to the day they're actually going to shoot the scene.
2: And they get quite a lot of input. It's almost they're allowed to do they're allowed
0: to do whatever they they want to do yeah. really, mm. as long as it makes sense and they listen to what the other people's Saying mm. so that the flow of dialogue works
2: it must be great
0: so
1: It looks really naturalistic, doesn't it? It looks like I think that's very, the, very the, the
0: secret of making it look naturalistic mm. is to give people they rehearse. Let
1: them do. It. Yeah.
0: Just make them do it. <laughs> just make them do it. Ooh, oh, it so that's our phone game. Do you want oh. to answer that? <laughs> <laughs> M um, one.
1: No, Adam it isn't. Just it's answered Adam answered Adam the I'm the
0: producer of the thick of it. I'm in the middle of doing a podcast <laughs> transmission.
1: Is it Dave
0: for Lou Reynolds? Rue Reynolds. Oh,
2: Rue Reynolds. Dave Green. I'll go and get him in.
1: Okay, great.
0: Okay, thanks very much. Bye-bye.
1: And what I was going to ask you was, and I expect everyone has already asked you this, but doing In The Loop, um, the Americans were really good, I thought, in it. Did they immediately understand what they were supposed to do? Or did you have to explain about... What a British comedy was now or something
0: well um, well like a like a lot of Americans they're very quick on the uptake mm. I mean, they are very sharp people right. so they got the idea very quickly yeah. and we also had the advantage of having um, two or three weeks rehearsals mm. before we started shooting right so we went to uh, New York before mm. we started filming for a week uh, with some of the British cast and we worked through some of the key scenes with the american cast right and initially they were all quite nervous because we were asking them to do improv
1: right you know, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and although they were good at it they w- also thought that the british cast were better at it than they were uh. which was odd because the british cast members thought that the americans were so sharp and right. they were absolutely in awe of them so there was a bit of a standoff with everybody mm. thinking oh my god they're great but we're <laughs> and and that continued I think there was a little bit of not rivalry but a little bit of a standoff as mm. they were trying to work out you know exactly how the others were doing it yeah. what their secret was and one day I caught James Gandolfini mm. watching the action on the set between some British characters and then he he sneaked back to the green room where all, all the Americans were hanging out and said I said I know I know how they do it I know how they do it <laughs>
1: And what what was his claim that he's... (laughs) Had he just been secretly Uh, watching them? Well, I don't know, because then he
0: spotted me, so Uh, he wasn't prepared to divulge what he'd uh. learnt from a Brit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, the other thing I was was interested in, in watching both, um, Secret and in Loop, is um, just how stressful it is to watch. And I was thinking, is it stressful to make in the same way does it does it rub off on you like all no, that tension and... no
0: that there, there is stress there mm. is a stress on uh, as you get closer and closer to transmission because everything we get yeah. used to doing everything last minute yeah suddenly you realize there are these deadlines yeah so the scripts you realize oh they're not written hmm, maybe we ought to do that yeah. before filming and in the same way you've got this sort of last minute post-production it all has to be finished yeah. you suddenly discover there's a camera in the back of a shot and it needs to be painted out and that all has to happen before the transmission so it gets more stressful as time goes by but actually on the day Mm. we have the most fun you can imagine having on a film set it's so relaxing Mm. and we do each scene a number of times with two cameras there's no real
1: Mm.
0: proper attempt to cover it properly we just get it coming this is Rue, and this is Dave Dave's coming Hi Dave <laughs> and I'm, oh, I'm sorry.
1: Adams sorry. now hosting <laughs> the podcast we are actually recording. and particularly yeah.
2: oh, we during it so now you can now you can
3: join in this is this is exciting this is very as live isn't
1: it And Dave's talking nice and loud so that he'll definitely be on the podcast <laughs> um, Hi everyone Yes Yes brilliant. And oh yeah my other question which is unrelated to any of this is um how's Max because he was he was a bit poorly last time we spoke
0: He's a lot better he's got is over he's his poor good? injury oh. and uh is well, just i poor I got something caught in it or something but he started licking and licking oh. and licking, and licking.
1: Who's really Max? he's my dog he's Have you got Can a picture you of your yeah, yeah. show his picture what of his sort dog, dog. Is He looks oh, like a Spaniel. Spaniel He's a lovely Spaniel he's and so he likes too. to do the um, crossword
2: How old is Max? Uh, he's 11 and a half
1: Wow He's well old That's
2: proper old for a Spaniel
1: That's like 19 dog years or something Oh, lovely. Thank you. Look, he signed my DVD. That's really exciting. I wish
2: I'd wow. bought my, my copy of the
1: second uh. book. How'd they get it in here? Well, I assume they constructed it. Oh. <laughs> they took the roof off. And, well, it, it's, it, it's um, a kind of... It's like girders, isn't it? And it's made of metal and it, it's kind of been bolted together... Uh, in a so it looks, looks like you can grid. actually
2: walk under it. I didn't realise that, and I'm oh, not sure. I, I'm not sure I want to do it. it. It is
1: taller than a person to walk under. I'll let you walk under the height it. And of it then I can
2: kind of
1: tell the
3: story <laughs> if you get crushed. It, it, it looks like it looks like a shipping container. I don't know. Yes. It looks like a shipping container for a church.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> go on a ship a church somewhere where there's not yet Christianity. <laughs> yeah, and then, and
3: then it just pops open. Yeah.
1: Okay. See, Dave's walking. Quite fast and excitedly, like a child touching the girders on the roof. I say the roof, but we're actually just walking underneath it now, and it's quite echoey and dark, but you know, it's pretty impressive. And it's fucking massive. This is the sound of it, and you can just walk up like into a horse box for a giant horse. A <laughs> horse box for space shuttle, so
2: yeah. sort of noticeably they've got these very bright lights outside, uh, wh- which is yeah. presumably sort of prime your iris. It's
1: pitch black. We're walking it's up it's this pitch black entry. entry. It's beautiful song. It's gorgeous. siren song. Drawing us nearer to the screen. Um,
2: so we currently have the sports game cartridge in, which has got uh-huh. 69 unique games. Yes. Including... Dejectil.
1: I mean, there's there's literally no way of guessing what any what, what sport any of these correspond to. Well, there's, there's one called lawnmower.
2: That's a giveaway, though, isn't it? That's going to be a lawning. But
1: in what sense is that a sport? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, my, I don't what? think my handsets even. Oh, here long. we go. My- oh, sorry. <laughs> the reset button. Brilliant. <laughs> just reset. <laughs> no, <laughs> Let's try another game. Do that again. <laughs> Let's try Awful uh, Washing. Awful and this rushing. time, I'll
2: give it to you. If I hit the start button, oh, there you go. Thanks. You're, this is Layla playing Awful so, Washing.
1: Um, right, so which, what does what? Left and r- start.
2: Yeah, try start.
1: Start would be start, and then.
2: So we've got sort of, I'd say, Nez era graphics.
1: Yes, it's a, it's a road with a car that sort of looks like something from Frogger. Oh, I died immediately. Oh, yeah. There's left and right, and there's accelerate, and that seems to be it so far. I'm dodging the other car. Ah, oh, died again. I wonder how entertaining this is to listen to... <laughs> it's like watching... Even worse than watching someone else play a video game.
2: Listening to List, someone Just else listening to someone Badly described. <laughs> so while you're concentrating heavily on the gameplay, I'm going to say that the yeah. background... Um, it's kind of every screen is a repeat of the previous screen. So you've got a tree, another tree, another tree, and then a house. And then that again, really. With so the, it's with a credit, to its credit though,
1: I do seem to have infinite lives.
2: But a t- there's a counter, so in 20 oh. seconds you're going oh. out of time. I hope ah. the, the stress is now, is now building.
1: And <laughs> I don't respond well to pressure in this game. Twenty seconds. Is...
2: <laughs> I don't know whether you're going to score points. <laughs> whether there's so. a goal that you have to reach before that time. Ah. Five seconds until we discover. It
1: is, it is dreadful rushing. It's an accurate description of this game. Ah, oh, time out. It's so at the end of
2: your time, yeah. It tells you time out and, and then... Start again. Do you wanna do you wanna go? No, not at, at all. Let's <laughs> try a different
1: one. <laughs> right. Right, should we read some of the names out? There's the top one's called shark. Um, there's also octopus and little India. I think we
2: should play left, right, and one of those four buttons. <laughs> okay. That fires the arrow. You're going. That it. one.
1: Oh. It is Space Invaders like to play actually? It
2: is. They're, they're kind of.
1: And the sound effects as well.
2: Yeah, they're, they're flying left and right and gradually moving down towards you. But I must say, even on level three, there's not a massive sense of urgency. Right? <laughs> I mean, they're, not along, no. they're not very close to you. Already. You
1: don't feel like the galaxy's in any danger. Uh, yeah, go on, die. The cute birds. Level four.
2: And for a game with. Yeah, a game with three lives, four levels in. It's only your patience that's being tested here. really. there's not, yes. mind you. That said, you were very efficient there. <laughs> that was a, that was a swift clearing of the level. I'm trying to remember being seven and what the sort of computer games we were playing back then. Yeah. I don't think I would have played this past level three.
1: What game? What game machine did you have when you were seven?
2: I had a BBC Micro. Yeah and then a Commodore 64, and that would have been probably more like eight or nine, I guess, rather than seven.
1: Yeah, right. Did so you... yeah, maybe
2: at seven I would have been delighted to see moving images on the television. Something under my control, this would have been...
1: Did you have those um, like water games that were like a little sort of handheld... Oh god, it's getting a bit difficult now. Um, like a sort of cylinder, and you'd press a thing and bubbles would go up and you could...
2: Yeah, I had um, a, ba- a basketball game like that. Yeah. Yeah. And they, it was no play, was sort of one a... on each side, and trying to wash the water oh, so that the good. ball yeah. went into the other the other player's net. That was great fun.
1: They were quite a big deal before we had actual computers. Did you see that link um, to the video about Danny's um, garden like <laughs> <No. laughs> on, the, on the wave on the uh, Google Wave?
2: I, I love the Google Wave.
1: Oh. Uh, This is great, Um, listeners. um, Me and Rue have been discussing this podcast on Google Wave. Planning it. Planning it hard. Sorry, yeah, planning it. And and because we don't really know how to use Google Wave, (laughs) we're just kind of making up our own system for how to differentiate who's typed what. I
2: think Google would appreciate
1: that. Yes. So it sort of starts with this like, alternately putting our own bits in italics and then sort of changing our... sort of the first person to our name so that we can see who said what. And now we've just started blocking it all in different colours. <laughs> so it's, like, such a mess. But, um, but um yeah, no, I know, I think... It's like a Geocities page from... Yes, yes, exactly. Just need some animated GIFs. <laughs> oh, they do look like bats, these...
2: I'm... I'm... Yeah... And how long have we been playing it now? And
1: oh, nowhere near you.
0: Forever. Yes, but I'm, but the thick of it, not except yeah. in America, badly once. Uh. Oh, was it? Yeah, and they did a pilot, oh. Oh, really? which didn't work.
2: Just a like a abortive attempt. at yeah. Trying to it. Yeah.
1: Who was in it? Was Steve Carell in it?
0: No, no. <laughs> Maybe that would have made all the difference. Maybe. I know that Henry Winkler, the Fonz, was yes. in it playing a senator at the very beginning, oh, but. Okay. Uh, I don't. Uh, I, I'm
2: not. I, I don't think I can name the other cast off the yeah. top of my head. Did you ever see the Red Dwarf abortive pilot? No, in America. No, oh, no. it was painful. It was bad. Very, very bad. In fact, The Office really stands out as being an exceptionally well done yes. transfer. Yeah. Well, we
1: were talking about this abortion. when you were collecting Dave, the, really. the, like the, well, to some extent, the difference in um, American and British humour. Mm. And um, Adam was saying about how the Americans improvising. In, in the, doing the in the loop was really different to the British, mm, and they both yeah. kind of thought the other one was better. <laughs> like, Enjoyed so, each other's work. Well. Yes. What else are you um are you producing other things at the moment, or is this your main kind of thing that you're oh, doing? Got,
0: nobody's yeah. got any time to yeah. do anything else mm. at the moment. Right. I've been to a few film festivals. Yeah. Uh, so yeah on, I was going to uh, ask
1: about...
2: tour recently.
0: Yeah, I was in tour over the weekend. Didn't win anything. I was in Dinar in Brittany a week before that, didn't win anything
2: And the, the tour one was a, a political film
0: Yeah, festival. so the
1: first
2: ever political film
0: festival
1: wow. in So
0: in the tour. Presented for that Yeah, That's in competition, but we didn't win anything
1: mm. Still so. was, it, was it nice to go, or did you just come Lovely. back Lovely, I've never been to tour
0: before <laughs> It's full of old buildings, made of wood and brick it, they're, they're old Because most buildings have
1: That's all right.
3: I've got a question. Dave wants to yeah, ask a question? Sorry, I don't, but I, I, I don't know if you've already discussion. asked this one. Um, will Will uh, Will there be an In the Loop Two? Uh,
0: there are currently no plans to make In the Loop Two, but if you if enough people ask, we might be prepared to consider
3: it. That's great. You know, and do, you, do you do you think it has potential as a franchise? <laughs> Well, I think well,
1: there is a series called The Thick of well, It. I don't know if you've seen. Yeah, well,
3: But like, then you spin it off. Then you. You're thinking of toys, aren't you? Maybe, maybe a theme park. <laughs>
1: Sweet. Maybe like uh, curiously, you, and we, we were looking okay. on the internet
3: at like at the, the tragedy of the Mr Blobby theme park. Oh yeah. There are about two or three Mr <laughs> Blobby theme parks, and obviously, I'm not putting. Your work (laughs) in in the same mental Why why do we
1: invite Dave on the same
3: as as (laughs) Noel Edmund's monstrous creations? (laughs) But imagine a swearing kind of like uh, satirical Dave. Dave, You know know how we have
0: characters on the thick of it that we (laughs) describe as gaff prone?
3: (laughs) Am I I doing that now?
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Stop now. (laughs) Stop now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, my similar question was going to be what is what is going to be the next project? But I suppose you haven't even thought. No. Ahead available to available that.
2: for offers. Yeah. Yeah. has
1: got Let's anything let Producing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's game for something. We'll, we'll make it's a thing. Free. Yeah. Do you want to produce um, this
2: podcast? We really need some help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't tell me that now. <laughs>
3: Is this the tensest interview you've ever done? Yeah, you're feeling nervous. It's remarkably relaxed.
0: No, the tensest interview I did was the one I did two weeks ago with a French journalist who just asked me questions in French.
1: Oh, Oh, no. French?
0: It's pretty bad.
1: How did
0: you go? Well, to be honest, I didn't really. I just sort of answered the question I thought he was asking
2: in English. (laughs) (laughs) And how was his English?
0: Well, I don't think it was that good, because if it was good enough for him to have asked the questions in English in the first place, he He would have have done done that. So I suspect that he thinks I've answered the questions he's asked. Whereas I know I haven't.
2: Start. This is girl. (laughs) Quite a cute little Japanese um, cartoon style anime girl with the word girl in large pink letters. She's got blue hair. And she's winking suggestively at she's you. She's very suggestive. Right. So it it feels like a suggestive game. <laughs> yes. Feels like a kind of leisure suit, Larry <laughs> style thing. Might might not be impossible here. hmm So, stage one.
1: Oh, it's like a. Uh,
2: not entirely I sure where to begin.
1: A minesweeper or. Yeah. There's a grid. So there's, um, a, there's a grid letter. and there's a girl
2: walking forwards. She's reached a sciences R and turned. Ah, she's turned right. And now she's sitting at a. Oh. So it's right and
1: left. It's right and left. That's what it is. Right snakes and ladders.
2: Right. So I think that that face thing Mm. gives me a choice, and I think I can A or B. (laughs) I pressed A, and she went straight on. Uh, And then pressed B, she went straight on. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know really.
1: I think you should try it. Let's have a go. Okay. She's just going to keep walking, whatever happens. Okay, so she turns right at the R, hits her face, and then pressing B.
2: And she went straight on.
1: And she's gone left.
2: Well, she went straight on and then left. Oh. She went straight on and then into the L sign.
1: Game over. So that's bad for some reason. It's not good, is it? <laughs> what? Yeah. So that was wrong. I got this thing today which they had two of in Oxfam two. and both were in the window for Halloween display you didn't buy me one and I well I was going to get both and then I thought I was, he was so sort of um, he was so uncooperative <laughs> about just getting one out of the window and so I didn't want to deprive him of both of them and also 49 p for each which seemed like quite a lot for. Them. anyway oh, basically, well, it's a book with pages that's really cheap well I suppose it's, it's a um, it's a compact fighting fantasy knockoff and it's called Shadows of Doom and it's got a sort of um screaming leech-faced devil on the front winged devil oh yeah winged um that's probably a significant and and it says um with fold out adventure cards what is an adventure card you're it's assumed that you know what an adventure card is
2: but it makes you want to know it makes you want to open the cover doesn't it
1: and actually it's been played look somebody's um somebody circled some of the things with oh, pencil
2: so two games out of the how many out of the twenty games that are playable in your fold out adventure card, two of them have gone now.
1: It claims there's it claims there's forty. No, maybe oh, inside the inside back, back well. cover. There you go. So there's these kind of fold out cardboard covers and um, with game cards, which are just sort of little charts. What are they um, they just let
2: you circle certain attributes?
1: Yeah, I suppose it's your whatever you've scored on that thing. And as far as I can tell it's basically just a Fighting fancy ripoffs. so I expect it's things like fighting fights that you've won or whatever. But I mean, no, look, look at this, it's just gib- gibberish. <laughs> did, you, did you play Full these things when you were a kid? I think I tried once. Mm. I, I
2: always liked the uh, choose-your-own-adventure games, mm. they were easier.
1: They were easier and, and less obsessed with recording data yeah. every five
2: seconds. It was much more straightforward. All you had to do yes. was keep your finger in the page.
1: Yes. Exactly.
2: Take a little look, see whether you were going to die or not. Whereas mean, with these yeah. you've got you've got all sorts of game well, players. I, I,
1: while I was in here looking at this, I found a um a couple of genuine Fighting Fantasy books as well that somebody had offloaded to Oxfam. And um there was I think I counted the first thirty pages were were instructions on how to play the rest of the game, and they're not they're not that thick. These books, you know, it's like so it's a the... good a good quarter of the book is given over to telling you how to play it. <laughs> it
2: really and is. are they fun? I mean, like as somebody who's not only played them but written them, is this something that's <laughs> something that I should get
1: into? Fighting Fantasy. Um, well, I I can't. I mean, a lot of people get a lot of enjoyment out of it, but I think you have to be. Um, yeah, but that's that's
2: like. That's nonsense. A lot of people get enjoyment out of throwing <laughs> really arrows diplomatic. at birds. That's <laughs> you get enjoyment out of all sorts of weird I don't, things. I don't,
1: I, don't want to, I don't know you know well enough, Rue, to say whether you enjoy um, rolling dice and recording numbers in little boxes.
2: I've never played a game, apart from... I mean, the big caveat here is the easy entertainment console, but I've never played a game that I haven't become pretty much instantly addicted to.
1: Really? Yeah. So what, what the examples of games that you've become addicted to? All of them, literally. Like, I mean, any any game.
2: Played? Yeah, Poker, World of Warcraft... They're all just on a sliding scale of things that Rue can get addicted to within 10 minutes of picking wow. up. Backgammon.
1: Backgammon. Chess
2: not so much. Never really got addicted to chess, so maybe mm. it's not all games.
1: Is it is it because you're not as good at it or you can't yeah. you find it harder so, No, but yeah. barely understand
2: it. Right. <laughs> I can um I can tell you where all the pieces go. Like, mm. you know, the knight makes that move. Mm. The bishop makes that move. That's all fine.
1: Mm.
2: But I wouldn't know how to win a game of chess. Not really. I mean, it's a bit too hard, I think. Right. I'm a bit too thick for chess. Well, actually,
0: no. I I do have the problem that I've got a slightly addictive personality mm. when I'm on my own. Yeah. And playing computer games is is like red rag to a bull. I can mm. I easily spend an entire night getting no further than level one <laughs> of any computer game you care to mention because I'm also pretty uncoordinated with my... Hands mm. on the keyboard. So, to be honest, I'm not really much caught with um, with computer
1: games, and as a result, I don't have any. Do more, do more creative work. What? What's um? We were you kind of a a lonely child? Not not implying anything, but like, were, did you play? You're baldly <laughs> certain. That um, I <laughs> no. child. But we're I mean, just, I mean just just in the context just, of this room. We're, we're <child> <laughs> I'm so glad what this is being recorded. Were you? <laughs> but were you but I don't no, no, but I mean in terms of like um somebody with an obsessive personality or easily addictive personality and who um, has you know, obviously quite into your work now and did you as a child did you play computer games was what I was trying to get around to. No, because
0: computers hadn't been invented.
1: There weren't there weren't any. No, there were no not computers
0: that you could have in your house. No, of course. At my school I was occasionally allowed to punch holes in some cards yes, yes. that were taken away yes. and put, it, put right. into a card reader. Sent to an Enigma machine. And, yeah. Made by the, the Control Data Corporation and that connected to a thing that was called a computer but it was yeah. about the size of a building.
1: Did you, did you try and produce stuff when you were younger? Like, Did you try and like like some kids to sort of direct plays and to put things on?
0: No, I did a bit of acting at school but when I was mm. very young, my, uh, my mother left me with a childminder where she went to work mm. and I do remember that she would usually pick me up just after Crossroads had finished. Right. And, and I think I was dumped in front of Crossroads because I got a very early appreciation of how they managed to create their end credit sequences with two cameras and a lot of caption cards.
1: Oh, interesting. I remember watching Crossroads as well. I mean, maybe it, was, maybe it just ran for ages. They, re,
0: um, they restarted it. They stopped oh. it and restarted it after... Meg Richards went off to Australia, was it? I don't know. I, I don't remember that. I just right. remember the end credit sequence.
3: Cool. Do the song. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: we can't do that without paying Tony you Hatch know, a curse. lot of money. I know. No,
3: we could, we could kind of... Um, <laughs> kind of how it, was... It? Yeah, because, I mean, the thing is that, like... For, for people who haven't seen this, just in case I, and I don't know if they kept the title the, the end titles when they brought the show back but essentially one, one lot slides in horizontally and yes. then the next lot slides in vertically that's right. to emphasise the crossroads <laughs> yeah, not, but, not no. to be confused of course with the uh, the Steve Vai movie Crossroads which is about a, a kind of bet with the devil which
2: didn't have the um, up, down, left, right <laughs> <running circles. laughs> so got, missed they, they missed a trick they missed a trick there <laughs> that's interesting, you saw that as, as a smallish boy and thought that's that's something that I want to I want to do. I want to make television. I want to make these things happen.
0: Well I know I think I just sat there very, very very bored waiting for my mother to pick me up for my child (laughs) minders and managing to sort of deconstruct what it was I was seeing on the television which was
2: Mm. like so to get that effect I need to move the camera from left left to right right, and then right from
0: left and then you need to have another camera doing the opposite thing, going up and down. That's very cool. Well, of course, in the old days, it used to be made by, by you know, men in basements, uh, hunched over bits of glue and cardboard, and then sticking it under a rostrum camera, and doing you know, kind of stop frame exposure and moving stuff around. And you don't see any of that anymore. And then there's some, there's amazingly complex technical things like, um, like there was one set of Doctor Who titles that were done by pointing a camera at a television screen yeah. to get feedback and another one that used a, uh, a very advanced film process called Slit Scan Like which, the end of 2001? Uh, like the end of 2001 and of course that was an, a huge, uh, a hugely complex thing for a television title sequence to attempt in whenever it was, 70s sometime but after, after 2001 obviously
1: But my favourite thing that Adam Tandy's done is the Amani Nucci shows as we discussed before, yes. um, from two thousand and one, I think. Back in the day, and you sort of remember I'm, them too. I remember and them well. Do you remember them, Dave?
2: Not well. Yes.
1: Not well. well Actually, I've got one DVD. I must
2: confess, it was a few years ago, so not yes. incredibly well. But we both this were recalling beforehand that it was good television.
1: It was amazing, and, and well, I've got one DVD, and I've watched them, and I've watched them with um, in recent months with the uh, commentaries as well so um, well, I would I've say heard Adam's them to me, buy...
2: but since Adam's in the room I should probably say I'll go and buy them
1: I think I'll are on Amazon <laughs> they are oh, an okay. I don't
2: think they're very expensive at the
0: moment I think they're, they're yours for under a fiver okay. yeah.
1: I like and that you check all your work and its relative prices and <laughs> <laughs> enter them in your spreadsheet every month <laughs> and yeah. see what's it's charting very... It's very
0: important as a producer to know yes. exactly what people are making out of you.
3: Yes.
1: What are you and, worth this week? And, and was, wasn't
3: it scheduled at a bit of a funny time? This was my excuse for not watching it. it, it, it well, it had a, it, Let's not blame the broadcaster. These things happen.
0: No, no. It, I mean, it had a bit of a troubled um, uh, birth onto the screens because it, it happened literally as 9-11 happened. Mm. So I think that was the week the second episode went
2: out. Part time for comedy on television that way. Pretty,
0: pretty much, yeah. yeah. I mean we were having to make changes to every episode because <laughs> <laughs> no one was allowed to say the word plain basically yeah. for about a year yeah. on television for reasons of taste and yeah. you know, quite rightly too. But we were having to edit out the word pentagon from sketches and things so it was oh. you know it was it we worked quite hard to actually oh, yeah. to, to re-deliver all the mm. programs in a slightly sanitized form
1: and, and even then I suspect the the public mood might not have been conducive to the that to, to, kind of to, brand to watching of, comedy at all no or, so, yeah that's right so it was, and it was like a lot as I recall and as I know from watching recently it's it's kind of quite dark and it is quite like about death and war and <laughs> people, people dying and how we're all going to die. I think, I
0: think it's great. I mean, they're I like eight, yes. eight miniature essays by mm. Armando mm. about various aspects of the way he sees mm. existence. And, uh, and then sort of intercut between all of these, these little bits of uh, essay, mm. there are these amazingly bizarre sketches mm. which just go off in completely different directions yeah. without so much as a by your leaf. Um, well worth a look, and as well, I say, under a on. Well,
1: there's a brilliant sketch which I always think of in the um, last, maybe one of the last ones, um, about the dance of the dead. Uh, I don't know if it's called the dance of the dead. That's why I think of it, and it is like a massively choreographed sequence with music of like dead them. people being moved around to look like they're dancing. And it's Shot. just hilarious.
0: Shot it's a... with a with a huge crane on a huge set <laughs> with a trapeze. And an enormous <laughs> bit of scenery with a hand painted backcloth full of clouds. We spent, we spent quite a lot of money doing that. It's, and quite, then, it's
1: quite beautiful in a way. It is, yeah. <laughs> and
0: a shot with sort of real Busby Barkley values. Yeah, but with a lot of dead people with horrible things wrong with them mm. yeah
1: yeah, because they, they all kind of died in different ways and you can see what's happened to them and it's so good I just, I always think of it as like my benchmark of the, the one of the funniest things it's possible to do <laughs> and then and we even did
0: a bit of uh, uh, sort of Esther Williams synchronised dying synchronized and we shot that at, uh, at uh, the, the National Swimming Centre at Crystal Palace Right. in the diving pool there we got onto the top board with a, with a big camera and <laughs> saw these people dressed as drowned cadavers basically <laughs> floating in the water
2: uh, it's brilliant. so I've, I've got a question yes. um, you were the line producer for a couple of episodes of Alan Partridge was, uh,
0: I, I think I was a line producer for the whole of the second series so is. my question is what's a line producer <laughs> a line producer is somebody who is basically the producer but doesn't have to take the responsibility for being the producer Okay. Nice. so you're, um, you're in charge of making decisions about how money is spent Mm-hmm. Um, but you always have the ability to refer all your decisions upwards okay. to another producer. In this case, it was Armando, who <laughs> was producing and writing. Okay. Um, and as he'd already
2: nabbed the title of producer, I couldn't be the producer as well, so, so you were the I, I, I was the line producer. And was he the executive producer? Because then you could have been the producer. No, Peter fin- him no,
0: no unfortunately, Peter Fincham was the executive oh. producer, so I didn't really have a, a lot of chance of that, because... Peter's a very powerful man in television, you wouldn't want to cross it.
2: (laughs) This one's unplayable.
1: Is it? Yeah.
2: No, no, it's not. It's not brilliant. It's horrible. It's okay. There is an orange monkey and a blue monkey, and now it's making this noise. Mm. With this game, there is mm. uh, there are two large <gasps> devil apes right? with um, portals of spikiness. And oh, yeah. if you shoot them enough times, you you disable them.
1: What are you? Would you say you're sort of a f- frog man?
2: A frog archer. A frog archer. Oh, with an insufficient jumping ability. So a sort of big Purple and green.
1: I quite like the sort of retro, gothy styling on this one, though. It looks like old, almost like gold necks or something. Nice kind of old arcadey, fantasy look to it. The blue and orange. there's probably at least four colours.
2: <laughs> there Excuse is. Me. There are four colours on the screen. And, oh, and I think having disabled both monkeys, I can now pointing escape. Pointing to the right. Stage two. <laughs> Same as stage one. That's just infuriating. <laughs> it's quite hard to get to stage two.
1: This is on your blog, isn't it?
2: It is. You can go to... Um, in fact, I'd, I'd highly recommend um, the wiki that i created for this <laughs> product. If anyone else has got one, they can join me on, on the wiki.
1: Has anyone else joined you yet on the wiki? No, it's just me so far. Uh, you like become part of the... Yes. Inter- interactive installation. Exactly. You become part of somebody else's experience as you walk out. And it's amazing, and looking back, you can see it's... it's dr- silhouettes against them it's pretty fucking dark i'm not very comfortable with it to be honest and dave stopped because we've reached this point of darkness ultimate complete darkness oh no there's a wall
3: can you not see the wall yeah. no oh, right. my
1: night vision is terrible
3: oh my, my, my mine's, mine's okay I can, I can see where everyone is but yeah and obviously
1: someone has got a on. uh <laughs> So we've encountered a sort of velvet wall.
3: <laughs> it's, it's, I, it's, yeah, I think it's covered in some sort of foam. Yeah, but, but because, uh, it, because it's very matte black, it's like that's um, amazing. It's like a very, it's like a very sooty tunnel in, like, yes. on the tube where yeah. you're just looking into it and you can't, you can't work out how deep it is because.
1: Yeah, yeah that's the sound of the wall being knocked, and the, and it's a wall that goes. Now I can see. Now my eyes are adjusting a bit. It does go literally all the way up to the top. And uh, does it go all the way to the edge?
3: Yeah. This is the other corner here.
1: Uh, oh God, yeah. Wow. Probably
3: good. Be, be good recording in here because the phone the phone won't take up some of the echoes. Yeah. No. It sounds quite oh, clear on my. There's no reason why you shouldn't just record an entire episode in, in here. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, we should <laughs> do that. It's invite invite it's people in. It's live. just why? open
1: all day. Yeah.
3: My special hangout.
1: That's a brilliant. It's a brilliant idea. Oh no, except there's ushers and wardens moving people along.
2: No photography, she said. Oh, right.
1: I'm not, Largely because know. it ruins it. Yes. And and what are you taking photos of anyway? What are, you expecting to, um, what are you expecting to capture in here? That's there is, there is a, totally a, hole. That's, a. Is it a hole or a light? Or is that what is it's, it's all, all about? about? Dave's identified a hole about halfway up one wall.
3: It might just be a little reflecting or a sort of sparkly thing or something inside. yeah it's a tiny
1: dot of light and when you move this way it disappears
0: every, every line of partridge is just drilled right the way through me
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> with, a, with, a, were, with a Bosch you were too close wrong. to it for too long <laughs> yeah it was a long
2: quite a long long production and less improvisational
0: uh, there was quite a lot of improv but it's but it's done before we mm. get into the studio it's right. done it's done in workshops with okay. with the cast and it takes about two weeks to get each episode rehearsed mm-hmm. because we want to just work through all the possibilities and scenarios. And then we put the cast into the sets in front of an audience, mm-hmm. although the sets tend to have four walls, so the audience don't see very much. Okay. Then, uh, then then, we sort of doing the script, but we're always able to kind of just go off and depart
2: from the script if, we, if you need to.
0: Mm. But most of the time you don't, you
2: just... Doing yeah, and and so in that way, slightly more controlled, much easier to light, and that you know where people are going to be roughly. So roughly, although you, you still this. don't know
0: where they're going to be in terms of cameras, because we don't do proper camera scripts. It's still very much uh, in, still very loose good. in the loose style that we've developed for doing the thick of it. Kind of came from the multi-camera approach we'd mm. use for partridge.
2: Interesting, and and keeping that same kind of um, sort of faux documentary style. Fluidity that you know you you see done in the office as well, but obviously you know you you were there first doing it.
0: Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Although, there it oh, wasn't me. I mean, I didn't develop that. That was down to um, Armando and mm. you know um, the director of the first series, who was Dominic Brigstock.
1: Do you think um, Partridge has been killed off now? Do you think there's any chance it's going to? No, well, there's I hear I hear right
0: that Armando now. and Steve are talking about doing a film. But I don't know anything more oh. than just having oh. heard that rumour. Oh, I, can't, I can't. I can I can neither confirm nor deny. I'm afraid. So, <laughs> it's a good even though to you afraid. mentioned it,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can just say anything and then not confirm or deny it.
2: Well, it's been a, a pleasure getting to know you. Thank you very, very much for coming in and listening to our stupid questions and answering them so eloquently. It's been a pleasure, Rui. yeah, and really quite it. a pleasure. Leia.
0: And thanks. It's
2: been nice to meet. You. <laughs> Sorry for
3: shouting.
0: <laughs>
2: Those at the far side of the room, and yeah, I guess we should thank you for answering the phone as well, and and taking time out of your yes. editing and, and producing of uh, the thick of it second series, which uh, will be on television from Saturday or 24th. next Thursday, depending on wh- what day you're listening to this. Well done, Yay! very good, and and also by the first. Everything on DVD, all of it. Buy
1: it. Just look up the Wikipedia page or the IMDb page on Adam Tandy, and uh, and you'll be astonished at the amount and the quality of stuff he's done. And then just go and buy it all, really, because it's all excellent. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Cool. Thanks for coming
2: on. This is the Internet's Dave Green. Hello, I'm here off of the Internet. He's like joined- Tron.
1: <laughs> We're speaking to him through the Internet.
2: He's joined us with uh, with some of his, his favourite seasonal snacks. It is because it's uh, it's nearly Halloween, isn't it? So yes.
3: and, and now well and it's it's, it's become complicated. I was going to sort of introduce this because now how, like now all the all the, the the snacks of Christmas arrive kind of early September, mm. and then suddenly the snacks of Halloween are a little blip in there. And, and like at the moment, so for, so for instance, in some supermarkets you'll see Mr Kipling's fiendish fancies battling it out with Mr Kipling's frosty fancies, <laughs> which you know I don't know I don't know where to turn. And uh, and if Easter comes early as well, of course, then he, then we'll actually see cream eggs before Christmas. So all, all, all bets are off. Um I, I have, I've, this is this is just a selection of, of some stuff right. that I've found. got
1: sort of an enormous rucksack which I hope is, is completely <laughs> full of spooky halloween treats but we'll have to see. First off, We've bought some do- donuts. Do, do you hear the
3: rustle? Do you hear the, the waxy paper of that listeners? These are these are from Krispy Kreme donuts, <laughs> but the best sort of donut. They are the most powerful of all the donuts but because cuz it's halloween coming up, guess oh. what they called them.
1: Uh, crispy scream. Yes. Oh. There's,
3: there's, four there's, four there's four one later. for the Christmas cracker. Um. So this is. I mean, essentially, in the crispy scream donuts. Oh, is that like, supposed to be a spider's that's web, kind of spiders a spider's bad turtle, <laughs> turtle shell. Oh, obviously, that's done in the shop. So I don't know. I can't maintain. I think crispy uh, cream donuts. I think high quality, well produced product. Mm. That.
1: That doesn't look like it. Yes, that looks
3: like it's been done by a child as yeah. part of some sort of like and home what, economics is that, thing.
1: Is that kind of abstract spider? It looks just like the letter E. Well, for... it's got the
2: letter E in the middle.
1: Why, is, <laughs> why is there a letter E in the
2: middle? <laughs> e for
1: email, obviously. What and else? Then, why wouldn't there be any in the cross-hatching yes. of
2: white icing. That's horrible. And
1: Dave's actually tucking into um, um, a this particularly non-scary uh, looking... And the thing is... I'm going to try
3: some. Crispy Cream have done some... I've done some interesting stuff with their seasonal offerings. Mm. <laughs> I mean, they're basically yeah. Krispy Kreme donuts. Why why is that one frightening? It's just got orange no. grit on it. <laughs> for heaven's sake. <laughs> is is there anything scary in here? Does it ooze blood? Oh no, it's got some sort
2: of mm. ectoplasm on the inside. But
1: and that's really nice. It's like Even a now.
2: so the the E donut has got some marshmallow, I think it might be the ectoplasm. Oh which is quite nice. The and
1: other that's one.
2: and that's Halloween. That's some um,
3: because Krispy Kreme, as I said, to their credit, they've done some fun stuff uh, during the summer. Maybe they'll have strawberry or passion fruit or the, mm. the flavours of um, of the tropics or, <laughs> or, 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 or what have you. Uh, some are like, their, their Christmas efforts are a, are a little bit more half-hearted. No one's really gone the whole hog <laughs> and come up with a Christmas pudding. Or maybe a brandy donut or something. I don't know. I think I, I think surely there's potential there. Um Haribo, um, kids and adults love that it so. The, the the advert says, and um, of course you know Haribo is a classic uh, kind of trick or treat um, fodder. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you buy a whole sack of it, yeah, and just, just give just it up a couple of them out. They they they've gone for the super sour monsters. Monsters again, a Halloweeny, mm. um, and these these are, these are super sour. Man, I don't know whether I don't know these will these will be unusually sour. How sour they are! Ooh,
1: uh, so right. I've got a. It's a sort of a Christmas tree monster that I've chosen. I don't know. This mm. is a, a blob. You know, it doubles up, doubles up as a Christmas snack. It's, oh, it's
2: not at It's not that sour, is yeah. it? It's not even as sour as the normal sour sweets.
1: Oh, well, it's that one. But does, in in reality, look exactly like a Christmas tree. So
2: I'm disappointed by the super sour ones. Yeah, oh, I know.
1: Still, might, if anything, mine's sort of sweet.
3: Well, uh, I mean... Again, it's not it's not clear what the scope of the adjectives is. Maybe they were just, m- m- maybe they maybe they're super monsters, <laughs> yeah. and they happen to be sour. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah. maybe they're not saying these these aren't extraordinarily. Mm. You know, super isn't a modifier of sour. It, it's it, a, it, it a modifier it was, of the monsters. If it was, it would have a hyphen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah, well, hope
1: But then they have made the O into an I, like a monster's go- googling eye. I'm this is sure. this is
3: this is quite exciting. This is this is a uh, this is quite Christmas. Yeah. Um Jaffa cakes. Jaffa cakes. Now, uh, I don't know what you think you can hear the Jaffa cakes box. <laughs> this 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 is a real audio mm. soundscape, isn't it?
1: Halloween Jaffa cakes. Look, Look. And they,
3: and illustrated they, and they, and they, with a pumpkin. And they they come in a kind of yellowish cellophane mm. like, instead um, of. What orange? Maybe orangey mm-hmm. telephone normally, oh, I don't or clear. Know. Maybe I'm thinking it's, clear. Uh, yes, but this this for me was very reminiscent of what you used to get round bottles of Lucas Aid in the 1970s, oh, oh, or perhaps know. in a newsagent's shop when they, they they left things in the window for so long they didn't want yes. them to fade. I so think that's the what work. they're going
1: for the the sort of horrifically outdated look. Yeah, <laughs> well, well wait wait,
3: wait wait till you taste them because the flavour for Halloween of Jaffa Cakes oh. lemon and slime see what they've done there yeah um, and uh, well uh, give it give them a go and then I uh, then uh, I'll, I''ll I'll give you I'll give you an expert's verdict
1: <laughs> mm.
2: well strangely the uh, the slime on the inside is regular orange coloured. it's not not yellow mm-hmm. or green
1: have you already determined that. I can't really tell mine. Oh,
2: yeah, it's right. like it's like
3: CSI uh, chromatography over here. So I'm disappointed it's... initially because I of... I'd want that to be green. right? Really. Are, are, yeah, are, yeah. are you getting that? Like are you getting the hint You getting the hint of lemon or I like lime? Oh, lemon or slime. You would hope that,
1: you would hope that at least fifty percent of the ones in the packet would be green. Would actually be considering green. the um, color scheme on the lettering and, there and
3: the cellophane. Are you sure it's not
2: the lights that we're looking at, at, at it under? I mean, it, it, I could swear to you that's an amber color.
1: That's not green, is it? Is yours green?
2: It tastes like it should be green, but it's Mm. not green.
1: It does have a limey taste. I prefer the sours though.
2: Well, you're you're viewing it
3: against a brown chocolate background. What do you want? Um, Look, it's quite, it's slightly yellow. Look, it's yellow there. Look on my, uh, (laughs) up against my fingers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going um, in again.
1: But what I want it to be is green.
3: Vivid green, a kind of fluorescent Mm. day glow green, like, uh, as you say, lemon and slime. I mean, there aren't many edible fluorescent green things, but that'd be good. Or particularly if it glowed, glowed in the dark, that would be I'd an additional.
2: I'd say it's yellow with a very slightly orangey tint to it. It's certainly not a lurid green, is it? It's no. It's it's not a lurid green as they as okay. they've gone for on the box. Good flavour though, lemon and lime, very
3: good on you're, the. Like go- wow, well, you see, I'm a little. I'm, I'm to be honest, well done, McVitties for making the effort, but. Um oh, yeah, uh, obviously running running a snack website as I do. Um, <laughs> what's Spot, it called, though <laughs> it, It's why it's called snackspot.org dot uk. Uh, uh yeah, well I originally had Snackspot org, but someone bought it off me. <laughs> Domain name speculators wanted to purchase Snackspot.org and I I can't for the life what of me imagine what they've done with it. Yeah, so um anyway, so that that turned out quite nicely. Um well done, Movers. McVitie, no, McVitie's did a lemon and lime Jaffa Cakes uh, about maybe three or four years ago. Okay. And, I don't know, it was moderately popular. They, they dabbled with some sort of berry blast flavour. Mm-hmm. McVitie's aren't that good at diversify, diversifying the, um, the Jaffa Cake brand. <laughs> and, and I say that... <laughs> I say that from the point of view of someone who spends a lot of time in Polish uh, supermarkets (laughs) uh, in in and around London rather than Gdansk or anywhere. And um, because the Poles have like a world of super, uh, a whole world of uh, of Jaffa Cakes in their supermarkets. And and I've tried to suggest this to McVitie's on a number of occasions, including a dark chocolate and apricot uh, Jaffa Cake, yes. Imagine it. I eat it. I, I like, um, yeah. And plus, it's, it's you know, it's the same. It's the same slightly orangey colour. Oh, mm. like, where, where, where can you go wrong? I think I've had something in France that was essentially mm-hmm. an apricot chaff cake, and I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's exquisite. Mm. <laughs> it, it's the, it's the holy grail. And yet, and yet Vitties continue to to throw this back in our faces. <laughs> um.
2: If you want to um, say hello to either of us then we're both, Please you know, don't. on the internet and we're quite fi- easily found. <laughs> but if, if you very specifically want to say something to us as the show, uh, uh, do we call a podcast a show? Maybe. Yeah, that's maybe a bit yeah, aggrandizing. <laughs> All right. If you want to say hi to the show, then uh, you can find us uh, on, on the interweb.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: we are uh, shiftrunstop.co.uk and uh, that's possibly how you found this. But shiftrunstop.co.uk and on Twitter. Yes. They can find us on Twitter as uh, at Shift Run Stop.
1: Yes, and I like the icon you picked, by the way. Yeah. I thought it's very good.
2: It's nice. It's, uh, that's, uh, I won't say what it is. No. People have to find it.
1: Yes, you'll have to find it and enjoy it for yourself.
2: So if you've seen something that we should see uh, or you have answers to any of the manifold questions that we may raise uh, now or at any time during the future, then that's where you can go to talk to us uh, with our Shift Run Stop hats on mm. firmly.
1: And uh, Or if you want to send us anything or... Um... Yeah, do know, so send us some things to review, or DVDs, games, eat or play. Yeah, money. Anything. Send <laughs> us anything. But yeah, and, and I think on the um on the website shopstop dot uk yes, we should um put lots of things like pictures of us doing what we're doing now, and also any other supplementary materials, like sitting looking awkward, of our special guests. Um.
2: So yeah, don't yes. um,
1: don't get your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the best. The best welcome.